the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Maybe people have had enough. On our last two shows, you heard from Mike Mangano, whose uh, family owns a slice of Sicily in Palmyra, PA, and he has successfully defied his uh, excellency Tom Wolf and Aunt Rachel, who tried to shut his business down. In our second half hour, you're going to hear from the attorney who successfully defended Mike Mangano and is representing the Tunnelton Inn in Salzburg, which is also defying the uh, edicts of the governor. And if you know anybody who owns a bar or a restaurant, you should tell them to listen in our second half hour or listen later on the website. Uh, this attorney says that bar and restaurant owners are way too afraid of the Liquor Control Board. And for that matter, the governor and Aunt Rachel, they're too afraid of them, too. Maybe it's all about just more people standing up and refusing to follow restrictions put on them by people who have been wrong time after time and who, according to this attorney, uh, may not have the power to uh, actually try to put these restrictions uh, in place. Coming up after the break in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to the attorney who is representing the Butler School District. Uh, the Butler School District is suing the state of Pennsylvania over the closing of their schools. Maybe we need a little bit more of that, too. Uh, instead of people just blindly going along with the draconian restrictions that are being handed down, again, by people who just keep getting things wrong, they're wrong all the time, and then they come back and expect to have the same amount of credibility that they had before the three or four or five times they were wrong. I went to an Italian restaurant last night in the South Hills, walked in wearing a mask, sat down in a booth, and ate a nice bowl of spaghetti with marinara and a salad and some bread. The owner's not shutting down. And I have a feeling uh, that when the word gets out that he's not, I think the place is going to be a lot more crowded than it was last night. He basically said to me when I came in that he's had enough, those were his words, and he's just not listening to them anymore. He just can't do it. And I'm not going to give you the name because I don't want him to get any more publicity uh, than he wants, but that's up to him if he wants to go public with it. Anyway, as far as I know, he hasn't even hired a lawyer yet. He's just saying he's just not putting up with it. But if he or anybody else who owns a bar or a restaurant listens to this attorney, whose name, by the way, is Eric Winter uh, from back in Reading, I think that they might feel a little bit more uh, confident about standing up to the tyrant in Harrisburg, uh, His Excellency and his aunt. Lots of money is going to be lost by lots of people between now and January 4th by the owners of the businesses and by the bartenders and waitresses who work there or don't work there now because they're shut down over the holidays when they make lots of money in tips not to mention the people who sell beer and liquor to the bars and restaurants and the people who sell the food, they're not going to make as much money either in the next couple of weeks. Maybe everybody needs to stand up. And don't get me wrong, um, you know, uh, I know that it's easy for me to say this because I don't own a business. But if I did, after talking to Eric Winter, I think I'd be calling an attorney of my own and trying to get as many bars and restaurants as possible to join with me, and I'd have to be seriously considering doing what they did at uh, Slice of Is uh, Sicily and the Tunnelton Inn, and same goes for the local school districts. Maybe they can go to school on uh, what the Butler County schools are doing and uh, get rid of some of those stupid restrictions. We'll talk to the attorney on that case when we come back. Stick around. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being from poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. 
and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say See the movie From Poor to CEO The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain Available at SalemNow.com Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off That's SalemNow.com Promo code Pittsburgh By now you've heard me talk about my pillow And how it's literally changed my life They won't go flat You can wash and dry them as many times as you want They maintain their shape Made in the USA For a limited time Mike is offering his premium my pillows For his lowest price ever you can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety eight for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his sixty day money back guarantee to March first, twenty twenty one. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Facilities Management HVAC or Electronics Training Program available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, they've had enough in Butler County, apparently. Members of the school board and parents are suing His Excellency Tom Wolf and our Aunt Rachel. And the acting director of the PA Department of Education is in there, too. They're being represented by the Butley, Butler Area School District solicitor, Thomas King III. And he joins us now. Tom, thanks for being here. Hey, John, happy to do so. Thanks for having me. So uh, they've obviously had enough. What are they hoping to gain from the suit? And what, you know, what, what uh, restrictions would you, they like to see reversed? Well, um, uh, what this is about in, in a nutshell is that the Butler Area School Board is elected by the citizens in the, that live in the Butler Area School District. So mm-hmm. the whole, the whole uh, scheme in Pennsylvania is that um, the Constitution says the legislature sets up these school districts. The citizens that live in those districts elect their school board members, and the school board members are reportable back to the people that, that have elected them. So uh, what we didn't do is we didn't give the governor or the health secretary or the education secretary the power under either the Pennsylvania Constitution or the Pennsylvania School Code, which are the laws that govern schools. We didn't give that power to them. So 
the people who are supposed to be running the schools are the local elected school board members, and they do by far a very fine job doing that. So what's happened in, in this case is the governor, the health secretary, and the, and the secretary of education have gotten together and they, they put out uh, um, a document that they required, they ordered every school board to sign in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of discord about this among the school directors and school boards in Pennsylvania. I've heard from a number of them since we filed suit um, supporting us. But what we, what, we, uh, what we object to in Butler is we object to these people coming in and telling us um, that if we don't do thus and so, that they're going to shut us down and they're going to make all of our kids go to virtual education. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, John. Once they get the power to do that, which is what they're trying to do by ordering everybody to sign these forms, these attestation forms. And by the way, if you look up attestation form, you won't find it in the law. You won't find a definition of it because it doesn't exist. They just made it up, much the same as they made up a whole lot of stuff uh, during this COVID epidemic. So um, I, I, I spoke at the, when I opened the show here about the guy that I have on coming up in the second half hours. Also, I'm, gonna, I'm doing a, 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 an attorney show today because I have an attorney following <laughs> you uh, who's dealing with uh, bars and restaurants. And uh, it's the same thing where they're, they're, his, he's won some cases where he said that, look, look the, it's nice that the governor wants everybody to be safe and he thinks he's doing a wonderful thing, but he doesn't have the power to do it. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, you mentioned there the, the, the Constitution just doesn't allow them to do it, whatever they want to do. So this is a pretty big if deal. It's not just about Butler. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, John. So if your listeners think about it, you know, when we get a big snowfall, you get two, two feet of snow in Pittsburgh or Butler. You get two feet of snow. Who calls school up? It's not the governor. It's the school board. If you get a, if you had a tornado come through and, and uh, people, people, uh, were, were uh, uh, damaged by it. Who, who calls school off? Not, it's, it's the local school board, not the governor. Who sets the beginning dates of school? Who, who picks up the, who chooses the buildings? Who directs the instruction? It's the local school board. These are powers that are not vested in our constitution and our governor. And even under the Emergency Management Act, he has no power to overturn statutes. He can overturn regulations, things that get in the way when he's trying to handle an emergency um, that, that by necessity um, he has to get around, like advertising for public meetings, um, things mm-hmm. like that. But he can't overcome a statute or a law. He doesn't have any power to do that. And the people in Butler know that. And um, they really crossed the board when they ordered everybody to sign these forms or, or they would have to go to all virtual instruction for students. That's not within their purview. It's not within their power. It's only in the power of the legislature to do that. The legislature is elected by the people, and the legislature makes those laws. The governor has tried to take this power from both the legislature and the elected school boards in Pennsylvania, and uh, at least uh, nine brave people up in Butler County have had enough of it, um, and they directed us to file suit. We're joined by some parents, too, who support the school board. We're also joined by um, the parent of an athlete who supports the fact that it's the local school districts that decide whether we're going to have sporting events or not. I know everybody's right. gone along with this with this gig, you know, for for a while here about the governor's trying to do this and he's trying to do that. Um, he still has to follow the law, even in a pandemic. The U.S. Supreme Court just said this. Even in a pandemic, we have laws, we have constitutions, we have things that have to be done. But I want to make the point, John, that, that in Butler, as in the other school districts, we're not um, saying that, that, we, that we won't have people wear masks. We're not saying we won't sanitize the schools. We're not saying we won't comply with the, with the health requirements to keep every, everybody safe and healthy. But the decision as to whether to shut the schools down and whether to go to virtual learning, those are, those are decisions that are vested in the board of school directors. Those, those nine people on every school board, they have to answer to the voters in their communities, and, and that's what this lawsuit is about. And it's not it's it's not just Butler County. I mean, why isn't why aren't we seeing lawsuits from Allegheny County and uh, Beaver County uh, and all the well, counties, our, our uh, lawsuit, Lawrence County? I agree. Yeah, our John, our lawsuit is filed in the Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania. So um, that's a statewide court that covers the whole whole state of Pennsylvania. Um, if we're successful, our lawsuit would mean that um, whatever the court comes up with uh, as a result of this 
would apply in Allegheny County. It would apply over over the course of the whole so state. You can so set a, uh, an important precedent here. Yes, sir. But, that's uh, that's what we think, and we're uh, you know uh, listen. We're we're all we're all about trying to go along with uh, uh, things that make sense and things that keep kids safe. Um, but we're not about going along with things that are not being done lawfully and uh, and are a power grab by you know by by the governor. Well, what do you? I mean, uh, you're you're if you could be the devil's advocate for a second on this, what? Do you do you suppose that they think gives them the power to do what they're they're doing because they're 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 successful in doing it? Schools are shut down all over the state. It's working. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they really believe they have that power, which is why they have come up with this attestation form that they that they that they've ordered everybody to sign. Because if you think about it, John, if if, if they had the power to do this, if they had the power to do these things, then why would they need an attestation form? Why would they need every? Why would they need to order everybody to sign this uh, in order to in order to accomplish what it is they want to do? So uh, you know, this this is all about power, authority, who's running the show. You know, the governor has side sidestepped the legislature. They've tried to they've tried to do a number of things uh, yeah. to, to open Pennsylvania back up again, and every single time he's vetoed them. Um, he has no intention, in my opinion, of ever letting go of these emergency powers. You know. He, he issued an emergency uh, act regarding the opioid crisis, and that, that thing's been in effect for, for years now. Um, he never let, let go of it. And so I suspect that uh, he's got two more years in his term. He's got a Republican House and a Republican Senate in Harrisburg, and I doubt that he'll ever let this go. Every three months, all he has to do under the current law is automatically renew his emergency powers. But even with those emergency powers, and that's what that's what we're saying in court. Even with these emergency powers that he has, there is no power given to the executive under the Constitution to um, sidetrack a, a law. He can't overcome a statute. He's not king, no, and we're talking to Tom King, but he's not a king. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm Tom King. He, he's not King Tom. <laughs> no, that's right. He's Tom too. Um, but uh, yeah, right. uh, the 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 case with the restaurants that I've been dealing with the last couple of days, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, they, they they determined that it's. I think one of the one of their arguments was that COVID nineteen is bad and everything, and it's you know everybody's dealing with it, but it's it doesn't qualify as an emergency. Uh, they, they don't just well, get to declare I, that an emergency. It's not a tornado or a, or a or a, a snowstorm or you know any one of those well, uh, an act of God. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court um, uh, went along with with a, a lot of his uh, stuff. In the Danny, there was a case called the Danny DeVito case. Danny DeVito's a gentleman in Allegheny County who was running for the legislature, and yeah. so Danny DeVito brought a case that ended up in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, um, which is um, five Democrats. to two Democrat over Republican. Um, supported uh, Wolf and 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 confirmed a lot of powers that that uh, a lot of us um, think they that, that they that they went too far, um, but nonetheless they did. And so um, what you, what we did was in Butler County uh, we went to court um, on a uh, we went to court on a uh, uh, on a case that uh, ended up in the federal court in Pittsburgh. In that case, uh, we were successful, and uh, Judge Stickman declared that there were constitutional violations by the governor regarding the shutdown orders and the business closure orders um, in Pennsylvania. That case is now on appeal in the Third Circuit, but um, we were successful. We won that case in the, in the federal court in Pittsburgh. So um, the, the problem, of course, problem of course with the with the restaurants and the taverns is you have this Danny DeVito case uh, from the from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So you you need to you need to uh, you need to determine whether there are federal constitutional issues regarding the shutdowns of the restaurants restaurants and taverns. Um, I happen to think that there that there are because I think they're being treated differently, which violates the Fourteenth Amendment of the of the United States Constitution, um, and I and I think they're being discriminated against. Um, and I think that because uh, other places where you would uh, likely be more or you would be more likely to con- contact COVID um, through through evidence, scientific evidence and, and statistics would be the big box stores and the places that are open. Right. 
Um, I was in a I was in a store today where where the Starbucks was open and, and serving within the big box store. So while <laughs> while my neighborhood restaurants and taverns are closed down, you know there's there are people operating in these big box stores with plenty of people in there, no limits on how many people can come in. So I think they're being treated differently. We we filed a case uh, in federal court uh, Sunday night. Um, involving water parks and the scientific evidence on that, he closed all the water parks down in Pennsylvania. Uh, these are indoor water parks, so he closed the water parks down in Pennsylvania. He's also closed down uh, nightclubs, so entertainment venues, as as we have in Pittsburgh, you know, by the stadiums, um, yeah. they're closed. Like he's closed whole industries down, and it's really telling with regard to the restaurants and the taverns because a lot of these are small family businesses. Uh, you got servers who are out of work. You got families that are really hurting. Um, I my heart goes out to these people, and um, it's just not right. It's it's ridiculous. And the statistics that just came out today from New York City uh, in contract contact tracing in New York City, something like one and a half percent of all the people who what? got COVID yep. um, were traced to a, to an incident at an eating establishment. One and a half percent. I mean, it's one point four percent. Yep. Yep. Is that what no. it was? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, so who are these people who come up with this stuff? You were talking about when, when I talked to you before today, yeah. before we came on the air, you told me about, yeah. uh, you know, you looked around to find out who it is that's coming up with this stuff, and you were kind of shocked to find out who they were. Well, we, you know, and i got to tell you, John, when we got into court in, in Pittsburgh, in the federal court, and in the, in, the, in the case we call the Butler County case, which was Butler County, uh, Washington County, Greene County, and Fayette Counties all went together, we had a number of business owners, um, and we had people like Congressman Mike Kelly and uh, Daryl Metcalf, people like that, uh, Marcy Mostello, Tim Bonner were all in that case. So during the course of that case, we asked the the, uh, the deputy chief of staff to the governor who testified in the case, and we asked him specifically, who's making these decisions about in Harrisburg? Who's picking these winners and losers? You're picking winners and losers. You're letting... You're letting the Wolf Cabinetry Company stay open as an essential business, and you're closing down uh, McDonald's Furniture Company that sells cabinetry. You know, uh, who's yeah. who's picking these people, and, and what are you basing it on? And so what it came down to is a group of about five people in the governor's office, not one of whom had a medical degree. Um, one of them had a political science degree. One had a degree in sociology. And I said to them, where, while they were on the witness stand, where, where did you get this uh, information? Well, how are you making your decisions? And at one point, uh, the gentleman testified, well, we like uh, what they're doing in California. So when we see that they're doing something in California, you know, we take a look at that, and then we pass it on to the governor. And if he signs off on it, then that's, that's what becomes the law in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he said, are you well, that gives you a lot of confidence, doesn't it? I, you know what? I was shocked. I think everybody was shocked. I mean, it was uh, it was just um, it was mind blowing. And and, and you know and to, to think of think of what they did to people. Uh, there are people yeah. up here. They're closed down. They've lost their business. They've lost their their income. I mean, which is that, worse? You know, they they that's they that's the thing, Tom. COVID. Yeah, that's the thing. And I have only about a minute and a half left here. But th- the thing is that these little decisions that they make, to them it's just a decision that they make, and then they go home for the night, and you know they, they go home and eat dinner, and they've, they've made a decision that ruined, literally li- yeah. uh, ruined thousands of lives, and they have no expertise, and they're doing it based on, let's follow what they do in California. That's the way I want to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a, that's, a, that's a true story. And I will tell you that um, no, we work with a number of school districts, a lot of school districts, and... So um, if you talk to the educators and you talk to the superintendents of those school districts, what these shutdowns are doing, um, not only to special education kids, but just regular kids, what they're doing to kids. And, and uh, some kids have terrible home lives, John, and the yeah. only stability in their life is coming to school, getting a hot meal, um, talking to a teacher, seeing a counselor, uh, reporting if they're being abused. Um, the the incidence of abuse in the, in the state of Pennsylvania have increased several fold be just because of this. And so what you're doing to these kids is just terrible. Um, the, 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 da- the damage that's been done to the education of, of this generation of children um, yep. is, I don't want to say it's insurmountable, but it's really, a, it's really a terrible situation. And little thought is being given other than somebody wants to grab power 
and somebody wants to make it look good that they're going to shut everything yep. down. Uh, Tom, it, it's not accomplishing anything. I'm out of time. Uh, uh, good luck. Uh, everybody's rooting for you to win this one, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Tom King, and he is uh, representing the Butley, Butler Area School District, and they're suing, and let's hope they win. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has acknowledged for the first time that Joe Biden has been elected president. McConnell made his remarks on the Senate floor today, a day after the Electoral College affirmed Biden's victory. This comes after state and federal courts around the country have rejected cases filed by President Trump alleging fraud. Hundreds more U.S. hospitals gearing up to vaccinate their workers and federal health officials are reviewing a second COVID-19 shot. About 400 hospitals and other health care facilities will be getting their first shipments of the Pfizer vaccine today. Stocks closing broadly higher on Wall Street, breaking a four-day losing streak for the S&P 500. A measure of small company stocks hit a record high, as did the Nasdaq Composite. The Nasdaq up 155 points today. The Dow gained 337. This is SRN News. Are you concerned about memory loss for yourself or a loved one? Susan Gibson's mother had dementia. Susan prayed God would show her the solution to memory loss. And after many divine encounters combining faith and her background as a pharmacist, Susan founded Vivalor and created Glory Day Brain Booster. Glory Day is a premium quality, all-natural supplement with 5 to 20 times more nutrients than any other memory supplement. It won the award for Most Innovative Healthcare Regimen in 2020. Visit Vivalor.com for testimonials about the life-changing improvements people have experienced. Glory Day is for those with normal memory, mild, or severe memory loss. Don't wait until your memory slips. The pathology that leads to memory loss starts 20 years before your first memory loss symptom. Vivalor is V-I-V-O-L-O-R. At Vivalor.com, enter promo code 20 for 20% off. The makers pray that God's glory rests on every pill. Vivalor.com, V-I-V-O-L-O-R.com. Dennis Prager explains the deterioration of society. Liberals are naive. The left is evil. The naivete of liberals is what is causing the decay of the society. Because there are a large number of liberals and they they don't have the courage to vote Republican. They've been brainwashed into believing conservatives are their enemy, not the left. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Charlie Kirk at 2 on AM 1250. The answer. Water damage to your home or business? Don't know what to do next? At Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh, we do. Demand the yellow van. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Has your home or business been damaged by fire, water, or storm? Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Do you think all vitamin C's are the same? They're not. Ester C is a superior form of vitamin C. It's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. And it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C. So don't just settle for any vitamin C. Buy Ester C and support your immune health today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Seeing that congestion continuing on the outbound Parkway East Greenfield Bridge overpass to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, taking a few extra minutes getting through that inbound heavy Sandwick Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. 
Delays on the inbound Parkway West, some volume from 19 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Inbound 28, you may see some delays past 910. An earlier crash there, outbound not doing too badly. Cranberry area, North Boundary Road at 79, construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Partly sunny skies this afternoon, high 38. Mainly cleared tonight, low 24 in the city, upper teens in some outlying areas, and a cold mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Tuesday's high 34. Wednesday into Wednesday night, cloudy skies, snow, steadiest in the afternoon and evening. AccuWeather expects accumulations of 2 to 4 inches around the greater Pittsburgh area, high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Sally Sherman. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Bars and restaurants are shut down in Pennsylvania, but maybe they don't have to be on Friday. And again, last night, we had Mike Mangano on the show. His family owns the Slice of Sicily restaurant in Palmyra, PA, and he's defied the state and stayed open. Uh, the Tunnelton Inn in Salzburg uh, called Mike's attorney, and uh, they're doing the same thing. They're saying no to the uh, restrictions. That attorney is Eric Winter of the Prince Law Offices in Reading, PA, and he joins us now. Eric, thanks for being here. Sure, glad to be here. So before we get to the uh, Tunnelton Inn case, and I should say, tell people you're in your car driving back from Philadelphia, so uh, we might have to apologize for the audio quality as we do this. But uh, before we get to the Tunnelton Inn case, can you tell us what's happening with the taste of Sicily? Uh, Mike Mangano, whose mother owns it, uh, he was on the show here Friday and yesterday, and he has T-shirts that say, I ain't paying crap. How much do they owe, and is he going to pay anything? Well, technically, they don't owe anything at this point. They are being asked to pay $10,000, and they and we are going to see the Department of Agriculture in court, and we're planning on winning, and we're not planning on paying anything. But basically what happened was back in uh, April and May of 2020, when Lebanon County, where Taste, where Taste of Sicily is located, was still in the red and yellow, Case of Sicily Joe. looking for indoor dining. Right. And Thanks for talking about it. And a week later, the Department of Agriculture came back and they said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to issue an emergency temporary suspension of your license. And at that point, we took a look at it. We said, there's no such thing as an emergency temporary suspension of your license. To which, a week later, the and Case of Sicily stayed open. And over the next several weeks, Department of Agriculture came back, and they issued Taste of Sicily notices asking them to pay $10,000 in fines. And we said, no, we're going to take a court hearing on this and see what a judge has to say about all this, because you cannot enforce this law. And as of today, there have not been a court hearing on those fines. So several months later, back in August, the Department of Health came in, and they attempted to cite the Department of Sicily, or Taste of Sicily under the uh, Virus and Disease Prevention uh, and Control Act, okay, which is the act that has been cited repeatedly in the governor's and in the Department of Health's orders. And we took a hearing on that in Lebanon County back in October, and a judge agreed with us that the order was not enforceable. Taste of Sicily was found not guilty at that trial. And so since then, Taste of Sicily has remained open. They make masks optional in their place. They, it is up to you where you want to sit. And they have not had any further problems since then, and they remain open. So that is the story with Taste of Sicily. Now, um, when the uh, judge ruled that they could not enforce that law, uh, how many restaurants are there and bars out there in Pennsylvania who are cowering in fear of that law and being shut down when maybe they don't have to be well let, let's be clear about what's going on here okay that was a local magistrate that ruled so he, he's okay. got persuasive authority he can't find every other judge in pennsylvania but other judges should be looking at what 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 he decided okay and mm -hmm. the other restaurants and bars in pennsylvania need to be aware that you can fight and win this I have represented three other businesses, total of four, all in the same situation, all found not guilty. Okay, Taste of Sicily is the one that's chosen to go public. My other three clients have not chosen to go public about it. There was another case out of uh, Cumberland County last week 
where an attorney that I'm friendly with, she handled the case. I mean, we discussed the strategy for the case. Judge ruled the same way and threw out the case. So people need to be aware that if you receive these citations, you've got a good defense in court. They also need to be aware these citations are not as terrifying as the governor would want you to believe. The mm-hmm. mandatory fine is $25 for one of these citations. That, there's a very good reason why it is not listed in any of the orders what the possible penalties are, because the penalties are not scary. Now, when these judges are ruling against it, are they saying that the the law is unenforceable or that the wrong person is trying to enforce it? Or what On what grounds are, are, are you uh, winning they, these cases? They, they've, they've come to multiple decisions, but the decision that the judges have discussed the most is the fact that the Virus and Disease Prevention and Control Act is for actual diagnosis of the virus. So if you read the law, what it literally says is, if you have been diagnosed with virus at your business, the Department of Health can then come in, they can then issue a quarantine order, and then if you violate the quarantine order, you can be cited. That's what the law says. So... What the judges have been saying is, if there are no diagnoses of a virus, the Department of Health has no basis to issue an order and no basis to enforce anything. The other part of it is, the Department of Health, if they issue a quarantine order, you've got a right to have that quarantine order reviewed before a judge. The Department of Health is not giving anyone that option. So, um, again, our... Are good, important precedents possibly being set here with that, or is it not even that complicated? Well, I mean, is it, is, should this just be a, 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 a lesson for the other bar and restaurant owners to go to school on what these guys are doing and just not be so uh, intimidated? And we are trying to set precedent. That's what the Tunnelton In case is about, and I can move into that if you want to know a little bit more about that at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, so what's so, happening? Tunnelton Inn is up in Salzburg, uh, Indiana County, right. and you are representing Correct. them. Did they call you because they heard about the uh, Taste of Sicily case? That is correct. So what happened with the, uh, what happened with the Salzburg Inn is they uh, had made masks optional. They made social distancing optional at their place, and the, Pencils, the Bureau of Liquor Control Enforcement, which goes ahead, they're the ones that issue the citations that does the investigation in liquor cases. They had come in, and they had decided that they were going to issue a temporary emergency suspension against Tunnelton Inn. Now, uh, there's nothing in the liquor code that allows them to issue a punitive suspension like this, Okay. So what happened was, and according to their own press release, the uh, Liquor Control Board, as well as the Bureau of Liquor Control Enforcement, has done this to about 21 different businesses, and most of those businesses seem to be in the southwest part of Pennsylvania. I'm not quite sure why that came to be, but that's what's going on. So on November 2nd, the uh, Tunnelton Inn was served with a notice of 14-day suspension. They called me as soon as they got it. We then went ahead and we filed an appeal the following morning with the Court of Common Pleas of Indiana County. The Court of Common Pleas of Indiana County followed the law and stated that this was a supersedious. That means Tunnelton Inn did not have to serve the suspension. And we are set for a uh, hearing on the case on Friday of this week. Now, I was contacted by the Liquor Control Board uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and they made it formal last week, they have now filed a motion to withdraw the suspension. They don't want a judge hearing this case. They do not want a judge to rule that they can't do what they are doing. And that was the mm-hmm. entire basis of the appeal that I filed, is stating that the Liquor Control Board is not allowed to enforce the governor's orders, is not allowed to enforce the Department of Health's orders, and that they should be leaving liquor licensees alone in terms of this. They should go back to what they are statutorily uh, allowed and required to do, which is enforce the liquor code. And the liquor code is exactly what you think it is. It's don't serve minors, don't serve visibly intoxicated people, label your taps, keep your bar clean. That's what the liquor code says. 
Wow. So, so um, again, this is there are. I have friends uh, who own restaurant bars, and uh, they, 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 you, you say liquor control board to them, and I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the business, but I get the impression that that they don't want to deal with that at all. They don't want to. They're, they're, they think that the liquor control board can just come in and yank their license, and then they're really, they're, they're, they're history. Not the case, and that, and that that is not that's not accurate. But that is a very very common fear, and that is something that I'm educating a lot of bar owners about. Okay, your profound, your liquor license in Pennsylvania is a property right. You own that license. The state can't just take your license. Before the state can take your license, you're entitled to notice an entire court hearing, and there would have to be overwhelming reasons to take your license. It has been decades since anyone has lost their license in Pennsylvania. And to be clear about that, courts have suspended people's licenses, they've issued fines in relation to licenses, but people are not having their licenses taken away. And an important piece the liquor license holders need to know is that it's an unusual process. If you get a citation from the Liquor Control Board, so again, if they say you violated the liquor code, they give you a citation, and they say, we believe you did this wrong, you then have a right to a, to a uh, trial before an administrative law judge. An administrative law judge is uh, an employee of the Liquor Control Board. There's someone who's taken an oath to decide the cases independently, but they will then hear the case, make a decision as to whether you should be paying a fine, whether you should be suspended, whether you didn't do anything wrong at all. If you disagree, and this is the important part, if you disagree with the administrative law judge, you then appeal it to the county court where you are located. So this is not some faraway authority in Harrisburg making decisions about your life. You're going to have your case heard by a local judge who is going to be deciding about this. And the local judges are normally very supportive of local business, which is why the case involving the Pendleton Inn is being heard by the Indiana County Court of Common Pleas rather than the uh, Liquor Control Board. We're talking to Eric Winter of the Prince Law Offices uh, in Reading, PA, and many other uh, cities back east, um, and about uh, restaurants being shut down and what they can do about it. Uh, a good lesson coming here from from you, Eric. Uh, and you mentioned that they, the Liquor Control Board doesn't want the Tunnelton Inn case to go before a judge. Uh, it was a it was a magistrate who uh, was you were dealing with with the uh, with the Taste of Sicily. If it's ruled by a judge, now you're dealing with serious precedent, right? If they would lose that case? You are correct, right. Pennsylvania has basically two levels of trial court. they got your local magistrate who cannot set binding precedent, and then they got your county judges or your court of common pleas judges. They have the ability to set binding precedent. And so what I'm asking the judge to do, and this is Judge Clark out of Indiana County, I'm asking him to go ahead and hear the case, even though the uh, Liquor Control Board wants to withdraw it. I'm asking him to go ahead and to decide that this is a case of important public uh, precedence and that, therefore, he should make a determination as to whether the Liquor Control Board can enforce something outside the Liquor Code. And I believe the law is fully in our favor, and I am hopeful the judge will do that. To show that this is a case of important public uh, interest, we've gone ahead and we've had about, I think it was up to uh, over 150 liquor license holders in Pennsylvania have signed statements saying that this case is important to them and they want the judge to hear it. So hopefully that will be persuasive to the judge and he'll agree to hear it. And and then uh, that would be made... Uh public or at least the the bar owners around the state would be made aware of that and they and they would be maybe uh, emboldened a little bit and and not willing to uh, just cave in when they're told to shut down right if judge clark goes ahead and hears the case he must make an on-the-record decision meaning whatever he decides is going to be available for publication it is uh it is binding precedent and that means that other judges in Pennsylvania are going to have to take what he said into account and follow it unless they can find a good reason to disagree. That's what it comes down to. So we are looking to make precedent, 
And uh, I don't, I, I, we're not going to get a decision Friday, but I'm hopeful that this is something that is going to lead to a decision in the near future. That's what we're trying for. So, Eric, what, what if I own a restaurant that doesn't have a liquor license? Uh, who am I dealing with then? If they're still trying to shut me down. With, right. You're either going to be dealing with your local health department, so again, or the counties that have their own health department. Allegheny County is one. You're dealing with the local health department. But for the rest of the state, you're going to be dealing with either the Department of Agriculture or the Department of Health. So Taste of Sicily, which does not have a liquor license, they had gotten a citation from the Department of Agriculture, which we had heard in court back in October. So that's who you're dealing with there. And then if you uh, have a liquor license, it's a Bureau of Liquor Control Enforcement, which is a subdivision of the state police. They're the ones that come in, and they're the ones that deal with all your liquor license compliance. Well, uh, your your uh, client, Mike Mangano, he said um, that uh, he, he referred to Tom Wolf as a tyrant. I, I had another attorney who was on earlier in the show who also referred to him as a tyrant. Uh, he's he's um, representing a Butler School District, and they're suing the state. Is there a tyrant uh, running loose in Pennsylvania? Uh, unfortunately, I have to agree with them. I mean, what I am about is I am about the rule of law, okay? And Pennsylvania has some specific laws that deal with these situations. And what we have seen is the governor and the Department of Health have twisted and corrupted these laws to get the effects that they want. And what I am looking for, what I'm asking the courts to do, is to strictly follow the laws that are in place. If the governor wanted to go ahead and impose these requirements, he might have been able to, but that would require the Pennsylvania legislature acting in concert with him. What again, a concept. It goes back to, who, who, yeah, who makes the laws? The Pennsylvania legislature does. Who enforces hey, the laws? The executive, like the governor. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I'm out of time. You really uh, cleared it up. That's great. I'm glad you're doing this, and keep up the good work. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Thanks for talking to me. You take care. Okay, that's Eric Winter, Prince Law Offices. We'll be right back. Election fraud, radical abortion rights open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99. Or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stagerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things. 
like by our world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being from poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Salem for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code Salem. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, uh, I guess there's other news besides uh, businesses being shut down and schools being locked up. Uh, there's the, uh, the I guess, uh, the... the more and more looking like the president-elect, but it's not over yet. Uh, Joe Biden, he's uh, now said that he's going to name Pete Buttigieg as the uh, uh, depart- the, uh, the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, Pete, I guess uh, his the number one claim to fame is that he likes to play a, a board game that's involved with trains. I, I don't. Uh, he, he was a bad mayor of a city of 100,000 people in uh, South Bend, Indiana, and now he's going to be in charge of transportation, which involves, what, you know, 8 million miles worth of uh, highways and trains and planes. and uh, But, you know, he's the guy. Got to have him in there. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. And uh, that's it for today. Keep, sh- keep opening those business and opening those schools. Talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.